Welcome everyone to the Venice and Friends podcast. I'm super excited. Today I kind of feel like we have like a special uh, a special uh, podcast episode. I think I'm going to call the, this particular episode, it'll be like a pop-up every, every once in a while, uh, client updates or maybe client miracles, um, client miracles. It, it needs to have a tagline like... <laughs> Something, something, something. I'll, I'll figure it out and it'll be on the title, which people will be like, oh, yeah, that's, that was pretty good. I might need a fellow wordsmith to assist me, a.k.a. Elisa. <laughs> <laughs> so, Elisa Cochran is on. Hi, Elisa. Hello, Benice. Hello, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> so, before we get started, let everybody know how they can follow you because with what you're up to, I really want like everyone who follows me to get connected to what you're doing. Well, they can follow me on Instagram and Facebook, uh, Lisa Cochran, and um, I have, uh, you can check out my website at alisacochran.com. All right, guys, listen, go follow Elisa because she's really up to stuff and I'm super inspired. So today uh, we're going to have the hat, guest hat of client. Everybody knows you're my client. (laughs) But I really want to share, you know, we were talking about this, I think it was yesterday or maybe the day before how, you know, like you see all these influencers and people who have even written books, authors, and, you know, it's like you see the after, like when they've achieved like success, right? But I, and we read it, like you can pick up books, you know, biographies, uh, autobiographies, you know, people have written their story and just amazing journeys that they've gone through. And for me, one of the things that I always kind of feel is missing is what about the people like in the middle, like people that are like, (laughs) like they're like doing the work and they've like, they're not there, but they're really on their way. And, And like, what does it look like? And I really feel like there's something missing like it would really serve people that are like courageous enough to follow their dreams to see and experience someone that's in the process of pursuit does that make sense yes very much so that's why hence I want to do this pop-up every once in a while client miracles something or something I want to say magic but I don't really believe in magic but (laughs) the miraculous discovery of pursuit or something like that yeah (laughs) so Lisa I wanted you to come on today and just kind of give us a life update with what's happening in your personal growth journey uh you know I have a couple questions but what's happening in your life ladybug well I've kind of taken a a hard right <laughs> to what we were uh, collaborating on. And I really just took a hard right and came back um, to what God had placed on my heart years and years and years ago. Yeah. And um, I've just started walking in obedience to that. And it was a very gritty I know you like the word gritty. It was a yeah. very, <laughs> it was a very gritty. It was very, um, it was a struggle for me. Yeah. Um, I think you said in <clears throat> one of our talks that you could see the suffering <laughs> and, <Yeah. laughs> um, and uh, so it, it was something that I didn't want to face, but I had to face it in order to 
be obedient and just um, walk in who I am and what yeah. my dream is and what it's always been. And um, for years and years and years and years. Yeah. And um, I was reflecting on it when this was all happening. Mm-hmm. Um, when we became complete on mm-hmm. what we'd been working on. And I just was talking to my husband and I said, you know, I've had this dream since uh, 1990, which was, you know, 30 years ago. And it all started uh, really in me stepping out and taking a creative writing class in a very small town in western Wyoming. And I had a uh, Mm. one-year-old, almost three-year-old and a four-year-old. So, um and he said, yeah, that's when it started. I remember watching the kids while you went to class, you know, Tuesday and Thursday night. And wow. I just, he said, I just remember doing that uh, for a whole semester. And, wow. um, and that was a creative read- writing class. And I, I really learned a lot. I wasn't at the right place. Uh, you know, I was very postpartum mm-hmm. and, um, I don't think Mike was quite one. So he was born in the fall of 89. So mm-hmm. this would have been the spring of 1990. But um, wow. I wasn't at the right um, part in my journey to really um, value the mm-hmm. class that I took until like now, 30 years later. <laughs> Back on it. Wow. <laughs> you know, Um but I just remember being so excited and just, um, mm-hmm. yeah. So yeah. it just kind of sent me on a journey of what I really wanted to be. I've always wanted to be a writer. Mm-hmm. And um, and uh, so, yeah, I'll let you ask your next question because I'll lead right into that one, I know. <laughs> Thanks! Well, you know, it reminds me of uh, the first book I ever wrote was called uh, The Dream in You. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, what I kind of propose in in that book is that there are dreams that we have and there we're born with them and that we will it's like they nag at us Mm -hmm. they're always there waiting for us to like get in courageous action to pursue them Mm -hmm. and that's kind of what I hear it's like your dream like was birth that you were aware of you know 30 years ago and and it, it's interesting how life has so many turns and, you know, we've shared this before, like it is a process of, of from the moment that we are present to you and we acknowledge, okay, this is my dream. And then the second acknowledgement, I'm willing to do something about it and pursue it. Yeah. And then to the fulfillment, it's like, woo, all kinds of stuff happens. <laughs> And sometimes, you know, I'll I'll share this. I'm actually going to have Donna on soon, my my best friend. Donna and I actually started my business as business business partners. Mm -hmm. And we had an intersect in our in our partnership where we were going in two different directions. Mm -hmm. I was going in a faith 
direction and she was not. And I will tell you, it was a very challenging moment for me. I'd never had that kind of conflict. And then how do I handle this responsibly where I, I was not as developed as I am now, my personal growth, Elisa, like how I handled the kind of the situation we, um, navigated through thank god (laughs) no you're very lucky okay (laughs) it really is for your benefit uh but i was able to get coaching and really a lot of wisdom on how do i you know manage or navigate this intersection of conflict and i i'm feeling like i need to follow my dream and um it's challenging It really, really is. And sometimes, you know, I realized looking back when I made that decision and I have permission to say this, you know, full Mm -hmm. disclosure, Mm -hmm. uh, that I, I started that business the way I set it up because I didn't have confidence in myself. Mm -hmm. I had more confidence in Donna and I thought, well, if Donna's with me, I'll be successful because I can't be successful on my own. That was a blind spot. That did not, God showed that to me later, that that's why you did that. Mm -hmm. You made that decision. And I never told you to do that. (laughs) (laughs) But in my graciousness, you know, because you have choice, you, I had to work it out for myself. And that was a mistake. And we're best of friends even now. And we actually collaborate on some things and she's going to be on my podcast. So you'll see like, there's no loss of relationship. It's grown even further, you know, even deeper, but you know, it's kind of like, sometimes we do things like that and they are such like moments to grow and to learn from when we navigate them. Well, yes. Because we can navigate it not in a good way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so let's, let's kind of get a little bit more detail because I really want to share this because there's something I think really valuable for people to, uh, to, to possibly discover for themselves. So I think we've all done this at some point. So Elisa and I, we had, I had this great idea for a, a 10 minute Bible devotional subscription, which obviously I love the idea and the concept and it was birthed out of my coaching work. I was like, Elisa, I want you to really collaborate with me on this. Right. So we had some conversation about it and Elisa agreed. And then we started working together and from there, I think it was around what month, month two, perhaps, or I don't know, (laughs) around there, go kind of in the process, you know, uh, you started to feel challenged and then I started to challenge you and give you feedback. And then this moment happened. So will you kind of pick up there and just share what you discovered in that moment? Well, what I discovered was that, are we talking about letting go of being right I don't know. Yeah, the the people pleasing for sure. Well, (laughs) there were a couple things that I discovered, and um, one there. Excuse me. What I discovered was like these two aha moments for me, Um, and we've. I know we've talked previously about um, the little bananas that we hold on to that we don't want to give up when we're in. Uh, personal growth and development um, pattern and one of those for me was excuse me allergies are so bad here Um, was for my need to always be right Mm. and I wouldn't let go of being right and so that was the first barrier that 
that I broke down in coaching was learning to let go of being right. And that just opened up for me the ability to really handle feedback. Like I had grown in my ability to handle feedback and critique. Um, I don't want to call it criticism because it really wasn't a criticism. It was more Mm -hmm. of a critique of my writing and, and everything. Mm -hmm. And um, because You know, when I wrote what I wrote, I thought it was great and it was right. And (laughs) (laughs) that's where I was coming from. And so um, I broke that down. And then the second thing that popped up in our collaboration was people pleasing. And, you know, I had recognized that I'd always been people pleasing. Like when I was talking about my dream um of writing that actually I think developed in my childhood but Mm. because there was such a tradition in my family of women being teachers that it was just an expectation that I would be a teacher actually my parents expected me to be um a German professor to be a professor at a university and teach German Um, In high school, I took Latin and Spanish and German. I majored in German in in college in my my, um, first college degree. I graduated (laughs) with credits in German from high school. And I always struggled. I struggled with that like I did in our collaboration. And what the aha moment was for me was the people pleasing part. I wanted to please people. I wanted to please you. I, Mm -hmm. I didn't want to have anyone be mad at me because I wasn't agreeing and, and doing what they wanted me to do. And so that people pleasing just led to the striving and the struggle and the suffering. And I just could not, I mean, I was writing content. I was writing mm-hmm. content that I felt was laid mm-hmm. on my heart, but it just mm-hmm. didn't line up with wow. what the vision for the daily devotional was. Yeah. And I was like stuck. I was stuck mm. in this pit mm. of not being able to figure out what I was what wasn't meeting expectation or what wasn't my expectation and your expectation and just the expectation of what we'd set as, uh, for the program. Yeah. And, um, it just boiled down to the people pleasing. I did not know how to get into communication and let you know that it just wasn't working for me. And then my body just responded to that. Wow. Um, it took several conversations where I was just listening to you (laughs) (laughs) and then I, you know, and then I had to go in my prayer closet and just, um, say, I surrender. This just isn't working for me. And so then I have to say, I'm so thankful that you were developed that I, we didn't have a daughter <laughs> moment because yeah, it was just so gracious and it was just, um, I cried, but 
Yeah. You know, which is setting aside the emotional response to like a breakup. <laughs> I, yeah. We can really break up. I mean, we're, exactly. we're still friends. You're still my yeah. life coach. It's, yeah. It was just like the third part that we broke up, like the, the yeah. hat trick or the Trinity or whatever. So we're just yeah. operating, <laughs> you know. Um, yeah. And so it was. It, and it was just a testament also to your personal growth and development that we were just able to be complete without like really any hard feelings. And ugh, I instantly yeah. felt this burden lift from mm. my shoulders. And, yeah. you know, you just kept saying that overwhelm can be resolved in communication. And yeah. I just really experienced that. And it, it really taught me, you know, I'll carry this lesson with me that things can be ended in a very communicative way where each party um, maybe doesn't always get what they want, but they come out as complete. Exactly. You know? Uh, Yeah. That was so powerful. And even for myself, because I was, I was attached to something. Okay. Number one, I love you. I'm like, Oh my God, anything I get to do with Elisa, I feel like, (laughs) Oh my God, I'm like so excited, you know? And so I was like, but it was supposed to be like, we're like two sisters and we're like, you know, doing this thing. And ah, and so I was just, and then I was like, well, now I'm not going to have my partner or my friend, you know? And I literally was like, okay, I'm going to give that up. I just yeah. choose to give it up, you know, and all the, uh, the unmet expectation, the, uh, the disappointment, the dis I mean, I guess like, honestly, the sadness, cause it was like a little, like a loss for me mm-hmm. in this project, because any project that I create, it's like a big deal for me. I don't do anything like half, half, haphazardly, you know, right. I, I put a lot into it and I, but then I could hear it just didn't work for you. And so I was like, Oh, well, I mean, that's what I wanted, but I wouldn't want to be in a situation where I'm doing something that doesn't work for me. You know? So when I looked at it from where you were at, I was like, Oh, well that just makes sense then. But I couldn't see that until I gave up my attachment and I just chose to, you know, yeah, I'm going to give that up so that I can, in service of really seeing and hearing what you are saying. And then it was quite easy, actually. (laughs) Well, in order for for me to come to the table of conversation and communication, I had to give up the fear of you being mad at me and and turning your back on me and just telling, you know, as you're telling me that I'm no good because Mm -hmm. I wouldn't complete this project or I couldn't complete this project or, you know, there's a fear as a writer, Mm -hmm. you're just always like afraid that somebody's going to say your stuff is like crap. Yeah. So you have to (laughs) embrace that, you know, your first draft is like crap. Mm -hmm. And so, um, but (laughs) you know, it would just, now that I reflect on, reflect on the conversation, like 
God was like right in the middle of that because Hmm. you've never shared with me that you had to give up that attachment. Mm -hmm. And so it's interesting to me that you had to give up an attachment and I had to give up an attachment in order to come together in communication to release one another from expectation that we, you know, had developed in our collaboration. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, and this is one of my Venetisms is everything can be resolved in communication. Yeah. (laughs) One of my things. And, you know, I've had uh, people that I've been in relationship with that I've, that have had a hard time. And I've been like, look, let's get in communication. And it takes a lot of courage to be in communication. So I really acknowledge you, Elisa, for the courage that you demonstrated and you took on in service of getting resolution. Mm -hmm. Because it's scary. Yeah. It really is. (laughs) Like, no joke. You know, it's like, what are they going to say? Or I don't want to lose this person or whatever, you know. And the whole thing and why I love this conversation is this is a part of getting to the fulfillment of the dream. Yes get, you know, collaborating and it really wasn't for you. And then grappling with that and navigating that situation. I mean, here's a good question for you. I guess we can kind of end it with this is how did this whole situation uh, move you forward as a business owner and as a writer? It, um, it really helped lay the foundation to build a structure um, around my writing to move forward. And I, it's almost unexplainable. I have a joy now when mm. I create because I'm, it's almost like I'm free to be me. Like yeah. I don't have the constraint and, you know, maybe it just wasn't the right time for me to collaborate with someone else. Um, yeah. but now I, I am just free to be me. And, and of course, you know, the coaching that I'm getting from you um, is helping me to build a structure around my business and, you know, shoot for that goal to complete my manuscript by the end of December. Yes. And publish ah, in yes. the spring of uh, 2021. Mm-hmm. And um, I would just say I'm freer. You yeah. Know? And I have, yeah. I have more joy. And, yeah. um, I, the overwhelm, of course, I'm still working through some overwhelm in other See? areas of my life, yeah. but that overwhelm that was, that I was released from, um, mm-hmm. really, I think of it as like a, another layer was taken off yeah. of, you know, what I'm trying to break through. Yeah. If you think of a plant coming up through the soil. Mm-hmm. when it's when it's growing to me mm-hmm. I feel like that another layer and yeah. I've, I've grown another um few inches <laughs> that's awesome what a beautiful visual that's awesome oh my so. god I'm so excited and you know I can what I'm really taking away is you know for myself because I've gone through my own journey of confidence and freedom to be myself mm-hmm. is as a as an author in your work being able to really be you and the freedom to that is so critical. 
Yes. It's so critical. Yes. And so my whole perspective has shifted. And even when I'm in my writers group with all the wonderful women that are writers, authors, and, and I have more confidence in my sharing Mm. of my work and I'm more open to their feedback. Um, because as writers, we just have like this voice in our head sometimes that gets, (laughs) you know, over critical. And I think it's just our old brain pattern. I, you know, sometimes it could be, um, the enemy, but I think really it's just an old brain pattern. Um, yeah, I think, yeah. Some writers are kind of wired all the same. So. <laughs> Thanks for sharing. What's one piece of advice that you would give to someone that's listening to this podcast and they have their, they've, they're like, okay, I'm going to go for my dream. Um, well, the first, the first thing that you need is that you need to have a good support system. I don't think that as women entrepreneurs that we really build our businesses by ourselves. There, there has to be a support system. I would definitely encourage women to seek out you for coaching or seek out someone that uh, could be a coach that could walk beside them or um, seek out a group of women who have, uh, similar beliefs. Um, they don't have to have similar businesses that they're starting, yeah. but just yeah. similar beliefs, similar um, goals of starting a business and that can build you up because yeah. I'm part of several groups that, yeah. that do that for me. Um, so, yes, I totally, that's so critical. I think for, well, for me, I've started out alone. I did have a good business coach, Mm -hmm. uh, but I did, I wasn't really in community and I see the difference of doing it on my own and being in community and being in community is way more advantageous. It's just like, cause there are so many different spaces that we go through that are similar. And I think even being like, Oh my God, I'm not the only one. Oh, thank God. (laughs) And then just being able to get some, you know, what do you think about this and kind of collaboration and yeah. advice, suggestions, wisdom, people sharing from their own experience. It really does make a difference. And it doesn't have to be like, I have two groups. I have, well, mm-hmm. actually th- a couple other um, communities online I'm involved mm-hmm. with the, specifically for writers, but I also have mm-hmm. like in-person group that I meet with once a month. So mm-hmm your listeners it doesn't if you can't find someone where you live look online yes <laughs> so absolutely. You know, absolutely yeah that's great Elisa thank you so much for joining oh, I, I just welcome. so loved this conversation <laughs> today and until the next update yes <laughs> until next time bye everybody bye. <laughs>